This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports, exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City, and streaming online right now at foxsportsrapidcity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Thursday afternoon, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for checking in. We appreciate that. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Yes, and we're ready. The Nate Brown Show is live. South Dakota Sports Talk Show on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us there at foxsportsrapidcity.com. And then you can watch us on the live digital stream as well. YouTube, find the Nate Brown Show channel. You've got to subscribe. We'd appreciate it. The Nate Brown Show on YouTube and on Twitter. Follow us at Nate Brown show and watch the live in studio camera the show um is up there on twitter at nate brown show welcome in from sioux falls to rapid city everywhere in between we're ready to go on a thursday your sports your show and a lot to cover today it's all brought to you in part by the rehab doctors our partners um and they take care of the local athletes too folks that need pain relief without the surgery option that's the team you want to see the rehab doctors for pain relief without surgery, the official sports medicine physicians of the Rapid City Rush and more. They're located on Jackson Boulevard. Remember, you have a choice for your care for pain relief without the surgery option, the rehab doctors. Take your first step to feeling better at therehabdoctors.com. On the Thursday show, here we go. Bob Nightingale checks in, senior Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. Interesting stuff in Major League Baseball I want to cover. Uh, a question of the day with Major League Baseball, I'll get into that. Bob Nightingale live, Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. Um, the high school football uh, front is heavy right now. We've got a game tomorrow, Stevens hosting Brandon Valley, and then Saturday afternoons, Central hosting Sioux Falls Lincoln. We'll have both games for you on Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm going to discuss high school football in a in a bigger picture way uh, coming up with Dan Swartos, South Dakota High School Activities Association Executive Director. He joins us live tonight from Pierre. Also into the NFL. Here we go. Eric Eager's on the way. PFF. Analyst, uh, NFL analyst, Eric Eager on the way. The guys at PFF will check in. I like Eric a lot. And Thor Nystrom. It's a Thor Nystrom day. NBC Sports Edge college football analyst. Thor Nystrom on tap. College football closer and closer. Remember, you can be a part of the program. We'll get you on today through the Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar. Sports line live into the studio. 720-1067. Our number, 720-1067. The Barons-Wilson text line open and ready. Uh, direct text the show. Comments, takes, hot takes, they're all welcome. It's open and ready for business. The Barons-Wilson text line, 720-1067. All right, now we know and uh, we're ready to go. Okay, I've got uh, an opening deal here that I want to discuss, and and more of more of kind of a, I have some thoughts, I have some questions, I don't know if we have any answers. That's that's what we're going to try and find here. Um, throughout the last few weeks, 
here on the program. Maybe you don't listen every day. Maybe you check in every now and then. Throughout the last few weeks, as we've been getting ready for the high school football season, we've been looking at the high school football layout in the state of South Dakota. And, and we've been looking at the classifications. We've been looking at roster numbers. We've been looking at that whole thing. What changes should we make, if any, to South Dakota high school football? I have two big ones that I've really thrown out over the last few weeks. Two big ones. One is we have to cut down the classes. That, that really is no longer a, a debate that a lot of people have. Um, the debate is, how do you cut down the classes? That, that's the debate, I think, now. Over the years here, it's been, oh, we got to have, oh, no, the class situation right now, seven classes is fine. Four 11-man classes, three nine-man classes, it's fine. That's no longer the debate. Many, many folks that I talk to, coaches, folks across the state from, from a lot of schools at various levels say, yeah, we, we, could, uh, we could cut down on the classes. I mean, I don't think many folks are still arguing for we've got to have all these classes. But it's easier said than done. Now the debate is how would you do that? And more and more over the last couple of weeks, I'm thinking about this, these lack of football numbers in some of these towns, thinking we have to find a way to possibly have some of the smallest communities still have high school football because it's on the brink. A couple of communities have already canceled their football programs, and the seasons are out the window. Will they ever come back? I don't know. Bison had to co-op with Harding County, so those kids will still play, but it's a it's a long jaunt. Edgemont's done. Edgemont had a team, had a schedule, ready to go. They're done. They don't have enough players. So one of the big things, two, two big things, we got to cut down on the classes. That's one. Two is we have to get teams and programs in better situations so they can compete, have fun, have some competitive games so they can build a program that is healthier moving forward. And what do I mean by that? We cut down on the classes. You've got to get the teams in the right classes. How do you do it? I am convinced a competitive balance formula, a success factor, so to speak, we make it deep into the playoffs. We get so many points in our success factor, and we get moved up, and some schools essentially could get moved down. That success factor is key. It is key. Um, Indiana does it. And by the way, we were just looking at this last night, me and Mark, uh, our producer here, Matt Kearney, we were looking at this last night. North Dakota, just close by, okay? Maybe, maybe we uh, want to grab a state that has – well, similar geographies, similar small towns. Okay, the whole thing. That works, right? North Dakota, kind of similar to South Dakota. We're, we're a little better, but um, it's kind of similar to South Dakota. They have a success factor for high school football. They have a success factor factored in. When you win, 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 you get a little rotation up. When you lose, 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 you get a little rotation down, and that allows the programs to not die, but allows them to maybe have some success. And what does that do? Gets more players interested, gets more players out. Because I'm here to tell you today, let's break into some of the numbers. I want to get these numbers to you because 
Two uh, things have jumped out to us today. Two things have jumped out to us. Enrollment is not the critical factor anymore in telling us, yes, this school has great enrollment, um, especially with males, so they're going to have a good football program. That's out the window. That is out the window. Let me give you some examples. And the reason I bring this up today, a couple of the big things where we have to find some answers, we got some uh, problems. Number one, Hill City. I'm talking to the Rangers up there. I know folks that uh, do a great job. Hill City is a great school district, a great school district. Um, Hill City's football team can't play this week. They don't have enough players. Hill City is not a nine-man school anymore. Wait, what do you mean? Here's what I want to explain to everybody on this high school football slash enrollment piece. Hill City's enrollment has gone up. They are now an 11-man football team because of their enrollment, quote-unquote, and they don't have enough players. They had to cancel their game against McCook Central Montrose. They had to cancel the game this week. As a matter of fact, we just looked at their roster number. I don't know how if they've tweaked it or changed it or, or if it's totally accurate. We looked at the roster number just moments ago. Hill City's down to 12 players. If you just want to say, well, Nate, you've pulled out Edgemont. You've pulled out Hill City now. They're canceling this game this week. Um, well, here's another one. Let's go up the road to Custer. Let's go to Custer. Custer's an even bigger school. Custer's a bigger school than Hill City. Custer is on the verge. They've got 19 players. 10 of which are freshmen. The Custer Wildcats, by their enrollment, are an 11A school. An 11A school. That's uh, pretty substantial. Your enrollment would tell you what, folks? Well, Custer should have some football players. They got nine players, sophomore to seniors. Nine players, sophomore to seniors. This is just not going to be feasible. It's not going to be attainable moving forward. It's not going to be something that you're going to be uh, able to do. I, I really believe this. You, you tell me, why has that happened? But, and these are the questions that I don't know if we have totally the answers. I don't know if we have the answers. I've been looking at it, looking at these numbers. Hill City's no longer playing this week. They lost their... Uh, they lost some injuries, okay? They lost some players to some injuries, things like this, so they're out. Custer, 11A school, even bigger than Hill City. Their enrollment keeps them at 11A. They got 19 players, 10 of which are freshmen. Let's go to a team because I say, why has this happened? Well, Hill City hasn't won a ton. Custer maybe hasn't won a ton. Let's go to a team right here in town, St. Thomas Moore. St. Thomas Moore has been to the Dome numerous times, deep into the playoffs almost every year, a winning program under Wayne Sullivan. I mean, they just win. St. Thomas Moore just wins. St. Thomas Moore is at 21 players, freshmen through seniors. One of the lowest numbers I've ever seen. 21 players, freshmen through seniors. They have some eighth graders that pretty good numbers, and, and they can move them up, but you're not going to be playing eighth graders. So, St. Thomas Moore, 21 players. 
Custer, 19 players, 10 of which are freshmen. Hill City, down to 12 players today? This is high school football saying enrollment doesn't really matter to the football program numbers or success. That's the story of today. I keep on saying it's not just trying to have teams win more. It's trying to have programs actually thrive a little bit so high school football programs don't start going down the road of being eliminated. Because if you're telling me, well, that would never happen, that's never going to happen at some of these bigger schools. That's never, you know, the, the Bisons, the, the Edgemonts, it is what it is with the demographics, you know, the, the small towns have gotten smaller. It's not just about the small towns getting smaller. That, that's what I'm, I'm trying to explain today. Custer's school hasn't gotten smaller. They're the same. They're an 11A school. Their football numbers have gotten smaller. Why is that? These are the questions. St. Thomas More's football numbers have gotten smaller, and they're on the other end of it. They have won games. They've won a lot. And Hill City's not even able to play anymore. And I don't know. Hopefully, I, I hope they can bounce back. I hope they can bounce back. Right now, Hill City's in a, in a tough spot. If you only have 12 players and you're an 11-man football team, we got big problems. We got big problems. Um, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. Um, you answer this question of the day for me. I want to talk about um, what you think. In addition to enrollment, in addition to enrollment, does South Dakota actually need this competitive balance formula factored in for high school football classes? The competitive balance formula that I've been talking about, earning points for success, earning points and then possibly moving up if you're having a ton of success, and then the teams that are struggling may be able to move down so they can get a football program back on track. I believe in this strongly. I want to know what you think. Do we just keep it enrollment? I think the argument I'm, I'm trying to make here, I'm trying to use some examples across the board from Hill City to Custer to, to St. Thomas More. The enrollment factor can be a factor, but that's the only factor we use. Is that We say, you have good enrollment? Hey, Hill City, you're going to go to 11-man football. Congrats. Now we don't have enough players because the football program isn't growing with the enrollment. Hey, Custer, your enrollment's fine. Your enrollment's fine. Um, hey, Custer, you got nine players, sophomore through seniors. I really believe you need a competitive balance formula. That would be one of the answers. I know football's having a tough time in certain communities. You might not be an end-all, you know, solve-all, be-all here. But the enrollment piece isn't the answer either. That's not working. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Yes, uh, so what I think the problem, I mean, I don't know what the solution is, but a lot of these kids are being homeschooled because of the crap they're learning in the school system. Well, that's a different show, obviously, but uh, they're being homeschooled. So these homeschooled kids are not playing sports or they play sports elsewhere, and then they're not allowed to be on the high school teams and play football, which they should be allowed to be in so they can you know, have their balance of getting out and playing sports too. Well, I know, that. Okay, I know a lot of kids do get the chance to play, even homeschool kids. 
I know, I know a, lot, a lot of school districts say, yeah, homeschool kids can, can still do activities. Um, so I hope that's the case and they're still playing. But obviously, yes. obviously we're seeing numbers going down. There's a lot of uh, – probably a lot of factors. Thanks for getting in. Yep. I appreciate it. Um, I, there is a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors. But I will say the enrollment piece – is all we use to tell this team's going to be in this class, this team's going to be in this class. Hill City is in 11B. They've got 18 play, uh, eighteen at the start of the year. Now they're down to 12. Hill City. You know how many players Winner has? Winner is in the same class. So here's, here's my example. The Winner Warriors are in the same class as Hill City. Hill City has 12 players left. Winner has... 45. They, they, they've been up. Their, their numbers are massive. Just massive. And they said, hey, we, we sometimes get up to 50, sometimes get uh, up to 60. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's one extreme. I mean, winners are rolling, rolling program, right? I mean, they are rolling. They have big numbers, big numbers. And that's where the enrollment piece is totally out the window. Hill City's not that far off from enrollment with winner. But the two football programs are way different. Way different. You tell me what uh, part of the answer could be. Are you on board with the competitive balance formula? We win a lot, we can move up. You gotta have it. You gotta have a point system. You lose too much, you get to move down. The enrollment piece is just not enough for me. What do you say? Here's the uh, question of the day answer so far. Should we have a competitive balance factored in like North Dakota does? They have a success factor. They move teams up and down. North Dakota does that. What do you say? 67% of you say, yes, we need it. I was surprised to see that. People are kind of slow to this thing. I've gotten a little pushback to this saying, no, enrollment's fine. Enrollment's fine. You have a bunch of males at your school. You should have a pretty good football team. I don't think that's the case anymore. Uh, 67% say, yes, um, we need a competitive balance formula. 33% say, no, enrollment still works. I don't think it does. I really don't. Thanks for calling. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, why don't you call them schools and have the head coach and the AD check their man cards? Huh? What do, you, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Check their man cards. It's kind of hard to play with 12 players. Hey, you know what? Whose fault is that, Nate? I don't Whose know. That's, that? that's what I'm trying to find out. Whose fault is it? I know, hey, I know a wrestling coach here in town. He hangs out in lunchrooms recruiting kids. Yeah, that's Sixth part grade. of it. That's part of it. Yeah, that's part of I it. I mean, come on. Do you think Sydney, Montana is whining because yeah, they got to play bigger and better schools? You can't tell me. Custer only has nine players, sophomore through seniors, because they're not recruiting enough players? Yep. I don't, I don't know if I can buy that. There's a lot of factors. I don't know if I totally buy just the, it's that factor. I really don't. There's something happening here. There's something happening. <laughs> Then um, drop the program. You can't. You can't have. That's like Watertown and Aberdeen Central. There's not a man in that town that agrees that they should be playing Double A. At least not a real man. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, he'll say. Uh, I'm I, serious. I, hey, I don't want programs to be uh, eliminated. I don't. 
Well, I don't, I don't either, but, you know, Hill City, Hot Springs, all them guys just got to recruit better. By the way, St. Thomas More, I just pointed out, they win a lot. They got 21 guys. It's their lowest number we've ever seen. Lowest number we've ever seen. What's going on? They win? They win? It's, it's today's kids don't want to continue and play football. Yeah, well, that could be part of it. I, I, Nate, I understand I was four that. Foot nothing. I was four foot nothing. Boy, put me a middle linebacker, I was good to go. Tougher than a $2 steak. I've told you that. Okay. All right. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for getting in. Um, see, and this, this is what I wanted to touch on this. There's, there's three great examples. A winning program, dominant program, St. Thomas More. Numbers the lowest we've seen. Custer. Enrollment is bigger than St. Thomas More. They're a class up, 11A. Custer is 11A. St. Thomas More is 11B. So everybody tells us enrollment works. Enrollment works. Custer's got nine players, sophomore through seniors. They got 10 freshmen, half of their team. Half of their team, freshmen. That's an 11A school. And Hill City's had to cancel their game this week. And some people are telling me they're worried Hill City's not going to be able to play games potentially moving forward. I, I don't know that for sure. I just was told that. They might not be able to play games moving forward. Um, competitive balance formula, we need it. And it's not just about teams, oh, so they can win more. There does need to be some growth, some success. Because guess what? Yeah, kids don't want to play if you're getting 50 to nothing. That's a, and you just eat your own. Kids don't want to play when you get beat 50 to nothing. You just eat your own. Um, let's go to this really quick. I think a lot of kids don't want to put the work in. Are we going to need to start combining schools? Are we going to be uh, starting combining schools? Potentially. How about that? Custer and Hill City? Boy, that's a little rivalry there. That's, that's, a, that's a rivalry. You go back and think about that. And now Custer and Hill City, maybe we've got to combine. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, listener text, is a lack of community support, enthusiasm, and too much technology an issue? Lack of community support, enthusiasm, and too, ma- too much technology an issue. There might be. I mean, these, these programs that, that jump out to me here, enrollment's fine. Their football programs are not. And the only way we decide who plays who is by enrollment. That's kind of the moral of the story. Here I'm trying to tell you, enrollment is not the end-all, be-all with football programs. You used to just think, you got a bunch of boys at your school, they're all going to play football. And as that last listener text said, well, technology and other options, and, and we've, we've lost, so you know the community's not into it as much anymore. All factors, but then we better be able to, tweak some things with how we classify teams. I really believe that. Uh, jumping into um, some NFL. Jumping into some NFL. Eric Eager's on the way, PFF analyst. I want to get his take on a lot of teams going in. Kind of kind of like a preview for you. Not, not going to break down this quarterback and that quarterback per se. I want to break down some teams with Eric Eager, PFF analyst. And we're going to talk to Dan Swartos about just what I discussed. Enrollment is the only thing solving high school football, and it's actually creating some problems on the competitive field. Will there be an idea from the Activities Association to at least explore a competitive balance formula like North Dakota? 
Dan Swartos from Pier is the executive director of the Activities Association. He's decided to join us live tonight. It'll be a busy show. Let's get into it. Hang on. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Nothing beats the quality of the 1994-2002 Dodge Ram 2500 4x4 trucks with 5.9-liter Cummins diesel engines. And nobody has a better selection of these great trucks than Quality Motors in Rapid City. With over 35 units on hand, you'll find an amazing truck that'll get the job done for a mere fraction of the price of a new truck. At Quality Motors, Ray is all about top quality trucks with attention to detail a priority. See for yourself at Quality Motors, Samco Plaza off Deadwood Avenue, Rapid City. Call Ray at 605-431-1945. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Cloudy skies expected tonight with scattered thunderstorms likely. Lows level off around 58. Easterly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 85. Lows dip down to about 57. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. Upper 70s Saturday, low 80s Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 78. Pencils, paper, books, and supplies. It's back to school time. Earn while you spend with credit cards from Black Hills Federal Credit Union. With BHFCU's Visa Cashback Credit Card, earn 1.5% cash back on back to school purchases or earn rewards points with a Visa Signature Rewards Credit Card. Learn more at BHFCU.com or text or call 605 718 1818. Offer subject to credit approval. BHFCU is member. Terrell Tires in the Speed Center. We let our customers do the talking. Very well-maintained tire and speed shop. Over-the-top service and very reasonably priced. Need I say more? Scott and crew at Terrell Tires have always gone over and beyond for us. Great prices for great tires. Also, anytime we've needed odd-sized tires for ranch equipment, Scott gets us what we need. Great customer service. Spent plenty of time answering all of our questions. And the truck looks awesome with the new rims. Terrell Tires in the Speed Center. 105 North Campbell Street, Rapid City. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health/orthopedics. No one has a handbook for what we're living through today, which is why the experience you have access to makes all the difference in how you make it to tomorrow. For decades, Dakota Bank has worked with ag producers through industry, economic, and regional changes. We're committed to agriculture. We're committed to the producers and families that make our communities great. Go with commitment, experience, and integrity. Dakota Bank, banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Insurance and trust not FDIC insured. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me from 1 to 4 right here on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's Sports Talk Show. Welcome back in your sports, your show, the Nate Brown Show, off with a fiery start, a fiery start. We're going to keep it up today. We'll keep it up here on a Thursday. Fox Sports Rapid City, thanks for checking in. 
Um, some interesting questions with the high school football landscape. It really is, and, and tough answers to find. I really believe that. Many, many factors with some of these football programs that have declined here in the Black Hills. Many, many factors, but I've never seen what we've seen this year. We got teams, we got total programs eliminated, and we got uh, 11-man football teams having to cancel games. They don't have enough players um, like Hill City this week. And they need to look, take a deeper look at the rosters with some of these teams around here, the lowest we've ever seen. Yet their enrollment is not that low. So the correlation there is not there. What's happening? That's what we're trying to find out. Dan Swartos is coming up from Pierre. He's the executive director of the Activities Association. Um, here's Eric Eager. He's in. Let's talk NFL. PFF analyst Eric Eager. Find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Eric, good to get you back on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for the time. How are you? I'm doing well, Nate. How about you? I'm doing good. So I want to ask you about some teams and just kind of get your take on some teams as we get into this season here. We only got one preseason game left, so the haze in the barn is what we say, Eric, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about some teams. I'm going to start with the Vikings. I'm looking at this Vikings team saying Mike Zimmer having some issues with Kirk Cousins. They've had the backstory of the vaccine piece, and then they're bringing in Everson Griffin at a defensive end. Everson didn't say good things about Kirk Cousins last year when he was away from the team. I'm thinking about the Vikings going, I was high on them, and now I'm a little nervous. What are your, what's your assessment of the Vikings? It's one of those where I think it could go well for them. You know, if everything goes right, you know, they, they do have a decent, uh, I would say, starting 22. Um there are some holes there that, you know, other teams have as well. Um, if things start to go wrong, though, I don't think that they can withstand it the same way as a lot of other teams, right? And, and that's really what it means when you have, you know, sort of an elite quarterback, let's say. Um, you know, a lot can go wrong. You know, if Patrick Mahomes' offensive line, 60% of that offensive line was out for a majority of last season, um, and they're fine. You know, in the Super Bowl, they, they cracked, you know, certainly. But for most of the season, they're fine. Tom Brady always dealt with issues, you know, during his time in New England, and they were fine. I don't think, much like a season ago, if they if they lose a Danelle Hunter, if they lose a Harrison Smith, if they lose an Adam Thielen, um, they've already lost Christian Darishaw, at least for the moment. I just don't see how this team can withstand a lot of the perturbations that come with an NFL season. And it seems like they're also inviting them, right? Like there's a number of key players on that team, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson, Dalvin Cook, uh, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Harrison Smith are all unvaccinated. And, you know, when you, when you are already playing with fire as it is, or every NFL team really is, when you're already playing with fire and you invite some more, I just can't buy into a team like that. So small margin of error with the Vikings. Small margin of error. I think so. I think. Yes, I, I think, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. If everything was right, I wouldn't be surprised if they were good. The NFC is not as top-heavy as the AFC. But I would also not be surprised if midseason we're looking at them like the Falcons last year and both head coach and, and GM are gone. Wow, that's interesting. Um, how important is it with a head coach and a quarterback to – get along and be on the same page because 
it's all kind of behind the scenes, but I'm getting the feeling Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins have some issues. I'm just getting that feeling. And then I think about, oh, here we go. Coach and quarterback, we've seen problems with other teams, and it doesn't go well. Is that a factor? I think it is, and especially what it is when neither guy is really in that elite category. When it's Belichick and Brady having friction, I think it's probably fine. Um, when it's you know you know when it's some of these elite guys and they don't get along with their coach, it's usually okay. When it's guys that are already sort of on the borderline of you know you can be a contending team with Kirk Cousins, but it's close. You can be a contending team with Mike Zimmer, but there's not a margin for error there. When you add into that. Uh, you know, consternation. I think that there are issues, and and not only is it with Kirk and and Mike Zimmer, it's Kirk and the rest of the team. I mean, there are reports I, um, you know, that that you know he's trying to be a more of a leader on the team, and the team is not being super receptive of it, given everything. Interesting, Eric Eager in talking NFL Vikings first PFF analyst. So let's go to the move from yesterday. Broncos go with Teddy Bridgewater. You guys break down the numbers. Is Teddy Bridgewater? the right choice for the Broncos? It depends upon the goals for Denver, right? And I know you're a Broncos fan. and it, you know, it, you, you, When you look at the – I think Teddy Bridgewater gives the Broncos the best chance to make the playoffs. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater might be the worst, the worst of the two in terms of long-term for the Broncos. You know, because they're – you know, Bridgewater is probably not the long-term answer at the quarterback position. Um, and but I think he's good enough to keep them away from five or six wins, right? He'll probably get them in that seven to ten win range. And the problem is, is playing in the AFC West. You know, you're facing the Chiefs, the Chargers, and possibly the Raiders for the division title. And so you're likely going to be playing road playoff games. And I just don't think Bridgewater, even if he has a good season and, and gets the Panthers to the playoffs, I don't think Bridgewater can win a playoff game on the road without you know a lot of advantages. And not to say that Drew Locke can do any of those things, but the one thing I think Drew Locke can do is he can get the Broncos to three wins. And, and you know, if he develops, certainly he has more upside than Bridgewater. And if you're the Broncos, I think the last thing you want to do is finish the season with, you know, seven to ten wins and no chance to get one of the better quarterbacks in next year's draft. Yeah, that's purgatory right there. That's middle of the road. And I, I, my predicted record for the Broncos yesterday as they made this move was nine and eight. I see him finishing nine and eight. Um, the schedule is favorable, Eric, for the Broncos. I mean, yeah. it's it's a pretty easy schedule, um, so they've earned that. But I, I still have them going nine and eight. You mentioned the AFC West. How much of a factor will the Raiders be? The Raiders. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Raiders. They finished second of the AFC West last year, but everybody's putting them behind the Broncos, behind the Chargers, and of course the Chiefs. Where do you put them? I actually have them ahead. Um, you know, I like them as a team to contend for a playoff spot in the AFC. You know, they're better defensively than they were last season. It's hard to be worse um, on offense. I think Gruden calls a good game. I know. They've lost a little bit uh, of their offensive line, um, but they should be, um, you know, they should be okay at the receiver position. They're good at running back. Um, you know, they do have a tougher schedule uh, by virtue of being in that second place team. Um, but I think that they're a good football team, and I think um, you know, Derek Carr last season showed people that he's not just a think and dunk guy. He was a guy that went downfield and was really effective at doing it. And I think year four of him with Gruden, like I think. 
you know, it's put up or shut up at this point for both those guys. And I think even though Gruden, I don't think, is a great guy at acquiring players, I think he's a good coach. So you're okay with the Raiders uh, in the mix in the AFC West. I want to go to the NFC, and I want to know who is the team over there. Do you think it is the Buccaneers? Who makes noise there? Well, the Bucs have one of the easiest schedules in football. They play in a division where, you know, they're probably not going to be challenged by Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina. You know, they could run away and hide. Um, you know, and I think that that might end up being it. I mean, Green Bay is also a pretty big favorite to win their division now that Rodgers is returning. You always wonder about how well things are going to go with Rodgers being unhappy there. Um, but, yeah, to me, it's those two teams. Um, and then we look at the West. I think a lot of people are buying into the Rams and the Niners, but I need to see those quarterbacks, um, you know, have that kind of level of success before I'm really going to buy into it myself. Okay, so you're not quite there with the Rams. Everybody thinks Stafford and this Rams roster can make a run. I, I, you know, I, I just – Stafford has never done it. You know, like, And I know the Lions are not very good. Um, but, you know, in his time with Detroit, they always had good offensive lines. They had Calvin Johnson. They had Marvin Jones. They had uh, Golden Tate, um, Danny Amendola, you know, Kenny Galladay. They, it, they have not been, you know, uh, empty with respect to talent. And I think the same, you know, so the fact that the Rams have a good offensive court, you know, a good offensive coach is, is certainly one thing. But, you know, we're not talking about somebody who's been playing for, you know, really bad teams and, and went to a really good team. Going to somebody who I think had a, had a part to play in why the Rams, or why, sorry, why the Detroit Lions weren't that good over the past decade. Eric Eager in today, PFF analyst, talking NFL. We're almost there. We're almost there. A couple of weeks out. We're almost there. Underscore Eric. It's where you find him at PFF underscore Eric. Give him a follow and get ready for the season. Eric, always good, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Eric Eager on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, one of our uh, favorite guests to have, breaking down the teams, the numbers. We'll get more of it. PFF. It's a great uh, great site, pff.com. Find him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Eric, not telling me what I want to hear. Not telling me what I want to hear. See, it's, it's, a, it's a realistic approach here on this program. We don't just get uh, people to tell you what you want to hear. <laughs> Do I ever tell you what you want to hear? I don't know. That depends who you ask. Um, he tells me the Raiders are going to be in there in the AFC West. The Raiders. I had a listener text come and say, hey, how about the Raiders? So I, I, I hey, a Broncos fan here asking about the Raiders. Give me some credit. Um, and I do, number one on my list, I said the Minnesota Vikings were going to go 10 and 7. Okay. That was, that was months ago when the schedule came out. I went through it. I said the Vikings will go 10-7. and seven. Tell me, um, Vikings fans, how you feel. We got a little there, – there's some problems there with Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer. I think it's just my projection. Contentious. It just feels a little edgy. Over the last month, just feels a little edgy. And I've always said that goes to the coach quarterback now uh, situation. And I don't think that's a great start. And everybody already projecting out further. Well, this might be Kirk's last year anyway. I'm like, the Vikings have had a window here. They've had a window where they can do some things. I I believe the offense is, is good. The running game is elite. 
The offense is good. The defense took a step back last year. I think Zimmer can right that ship. I think. I believe in Zimmer as a defensive coach. Um, but this feels like a uh, little dicey situation for the Vikings all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm high on them. I'm like, yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. And I'm just not so sure. People kind of getting a little uptight. People getting a little uptight there amongst that team unit. Um, coming right back, let's jump into this discussion. Dan Swartos is the executive director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. Is enrollment the only factor for high school football classifications? That's all we use now. Will we ever think about another factor with some of these football programs really, really struggling and then losing numbers year after year? I've got my competitive balance formula suggestion ready for Dan Swartos live from Pier Next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Hey, sports fans, it's Nate Brown. As sports wagering comes to Deadwood next month, you can get ready now by signing up with Tin Lizzie Gaming Resort. The first 250 people to sign up at tinlizzie.com will receive a $20 resort credit and also be eligible to win a grand prize wagering match of up to $500. Don't miss your chance to be one of the first people to sign up. Get in the know and sign up today at tinlizzie.com. Hi, folks. Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company. Cool Deadwood Nights is this weekend, and I want to invite you to the opening auction that begins Thursday evening at 5 o'clock. We'll be at the Deadwood Mountain Grand, Deadwood, South Dakota. We'll be selling memorabilia, collectibles, four-wheelers. We have two horse-drawn buggies, oil signs, artwork, all sorts of collectibles, and this auction all takes place Thursday at 5 o'clock at the Deadwood Mountain Grand. If you're unable to attend, you can register to bid online. Go to McPhersonAuction.com. Hi, this is Britt Wicket at Elevate Performance. If you have an athlete in your family that is looking for sports training with proven results, Elevate Performance is ready to work with you. Our approach is different. We train one-on-one or in a small group, keeping the focus on your athlete, getting them to perform at their best. If your child is in middle school or high school, we have plenty of training options to fit your schedule. Take your game to the next level with Elevate Performance. To get your training started, visit ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Insurance. We all need it to protect our homes, health, businesses, and belongings. But having adequate coverage is just the beginning. You also need the support of professionals who stand by your side to protect what's important to you. Fisher Rounds & Associates combines the coverage you want with the commitment you need. Fisher Rounds & Associates. At your service, at your side. With offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Watertown, Sioux Falls, and Rapid City. For nearly 100 years, Connex has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Hi, it's Colin Cowart. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1, on 1067 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City.
always a great day in the Black Hills. You know that. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for checking in with us, whatever you're up to today. Thanks for spending some time with us. We're live weekdays 4 to 6 on the radio, Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, live radio, my favorite, my favorite. And, of course, we have the live stream. You can watch the show on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Welcome into the studio, everybody, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter and YouTube. Easy to do on your phone, the Nate Brown Show. Bob Nightingale's on tonight, senior Major League Baseball writer, USA Today, one of the best baseball guys in the country. He's live. Interesting stuff coming out with Major League Baseball and what they're looking at doing to help the strikeout piece. Um, they're already testing it out, and there's some results coming back from the Atlantic League. We'll get into that. Bob Nightingale on the way. Dan Swartos is in pier. The executive director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. Busy time for Dan right now. It's fall sports underway, and uh, he, he's given us some time here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. Dan Swartos on. Dan, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, let me ask you. It's a busy time, and we, we talk a lot of fall sports here, so I'm going to start with um, fall football, and I'm going to start with a couple of things that are jumping out to me. A couple of things jumping out. Um, Bison Harding County, I had you on last time. They did the co-op because Bison having a tough time with numbers. Since that time, Edgemont had to cancel their season. Um, they didn't have enough numbers. Um, when you see the smallest communities really struggling, what goes through your mind? Well, I mean, I, I feel for them because, you know, in some cases, in the case of Bison, um, they were really, they're really kind of out there, and they needed someone to be able to, to, to agree to have a have a cooperative with them. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And the neighboring schools either don't want to move up class, or you know the distance is too far. And I know they were really thankful that Harding County uh, agreed to do that. So I mean, that's that's my first case. Is you know we we never fault a. Uh, uh, a school for wanting to keep their sports programs alive. You know, it does when we had we had uh, Bison and we had Edgemont, then we had Sioux Falls Lutheran as well, all pull out of their schedules with just a few weeks left uh, before the season started, and that makes us scramble a little bit because yeah. now we've got to find new opponents for all of their opponents and, and uh, new games for the official crews that they had. So it's, it's a balance, you know, we want... You know, we, I respect those schools wanting to try to make go at it and have a season, um, but it, it puts it puts people in a, in a tough spot when it's that close to the to the season too. So we're looking at ways to maybe um, check in on those things, maybe in the spring, and, and get some commitments from schools and have them counting their kids and making sure that they're it's going to be viable. Dan, are you hearing that there's more schools that may be interested in a six-man football discussion again, what, more than the last time this was brought up? Are you hearing this? I haven't. I haven't. You know, the last time uh, the conversation was kind of started by faith, and, um, you know, initially we had, I think, 27, 30 schools that were that were potentially interested in it, um, and then when it, but when it came down to it, and our board had approved it, uh, when it came down to it for people to commit to doing six man football, I think we ended up with six teams that, that said yes, we'll do it. Um, 
How many you know, teams do you need? We would probably need, I would say, at least eight. Eight to 12 would be, would be uh, uh, optimal. And, you know, uh, so, and, and the travel and the, the geography there, does that make a difference? Yeah. Well, I mean, the schools would have to decide if they're they're willing to do that. Also, I mean, if it's if, you know, if it's Edgemont having to travel to, uh, you know, uh, Sioux Falls Lutheran or uh, or up clear up to the northeast to a to a Wab or something, um, you know, that's a, that's a lot of travel. So it'd be a, a really a, a statewide conference, kind of like our our AA and AAA are right now. Um, but those schools don't don't have the resources that the big schools have either. So it would, it would be a choice that they would have to make. Dan Swartos. But, I mean, our board has, a, has oh, approved it in the past. Okay. Our board's approved it in the past. We just need, you know, we, we would need people to commit to it and, and hopefully have a viable number to be able to do it. Dan Swartos on uh, South Dakota High School Activities Association Executive Director. Uh, those are the smallest communities when, when we're talking football and, and some programs uh, ultimately decided to not play. I don't love seeing that. Then I jump up to some programs. Just look at the numbers around here. Um, Hill City had to cancel their game this week. They're an 11B school, Dan. They don't have enough players. Some injuries, things of this nature. That's Hill City. Um, Custer's an 11A school by enrollment. They only have 19 players, 10 of which are freshmen. Um, I look at this, I say, is there a willingness to think about a success factor, a competitive balance formula for some of these schools that are really struggling with numbers, maybe because of lack of success, where they could go down and some other teams moving up? Or is enrollment the end-all be-all? Um, no, it's not. I mean, uh, one of our goals for the last couple of years has been to look at our classification structures and look at things like a success factor. I know uh, we really want to look closely at, uh, there's a couple of states around us that do, it's a multiplier, but it, it brings your enrollment count down based on your free and reduced lunch count. And uh, so it can bring your, depending on which state, it can it can reduce your enrollment count for classification by up to 30 to 40% mm. if you have 100% free and reduced lunch. So you think about, you know, like a Todd County or Pine Ridge, um, they're, they're pushing up to numbers that, that could get them into double A pretty soon. And, and the amount of the resources that they have are quite different than, than what our typical uh, 11 double A schools would have. So we're looking at that. We're looking at success factors. I know uh, I've looked at what Illinois and Indiana both do in, the, in that respect. So it's yeah. something we're looking at. Okay. So yeah. it is. Um, what do you think the pushback on that might be? Um, I'm not. Su- I'm not sure. I mean, I think with the success factor, it's all based on uh, on how you measure it and 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 how you do it. I I, I think the some of the feedback I've heard so far as well, it's, it's, it's cyclical. And if you have a couple of really good classes and then all of a sudden you get moved up and your, your good kids graduate, well, then, then maybe you're not supposed to be up there. But um, if, if you're a really solid team, and I think of like, like a peer, and what Coach Steele is built there in a, in a really true program where yeah. they're just churning out stuff every year. Good example. That's not – they're not having – you know, 
superstar athletes all the time. It's a, it's a really good program, and it's just sustained success. And I know they're playing Harrisburg tomorrow night, so that'll be a good check to see how they would be against uh, AAA. But, you know, there's a difference between, a, uh, uh, you know, a school having a really good class of students, really talented class of students come through, and they pop up once and, and get in the championship, and then they kind of level back out or, you know, they regress to the mean. And and winning it repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. And I think some of the, some of the ones we've looked at have a, a point system that, that takes things like that into account. Right, right. So, so would the Football Advisory Committee maybe look at this? Would they think about, well, maybe we should look on a two-year cycle, for example? I know when we were... You know, the the saga of our last classification uh, adventure here, I know we discussed that uh, quite a bit at length uh, in there, and I know uh, Coach Nelson from, from Roosevelt uh, talked about that quite a bit, and of course, it doesn't really impact them at all. They're not going to, they're going to be in AAA no matter what. Right. But um, I think there was some willingness to, to, to look at it and see how it would look, and the the problem always with, with anything involving that is is getting people to look beyond how does this impact my school and 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 to look at it as what's what's best for the state of the sport in yeah. South Dakota. So let me ask, that's always the challenge. Let me ask you this: I looked at three different programs, um, one that's won a lot, and then some that have struggled a little bit. Um, and then their enrollment just doesn't factor into their football programs. St. Thomas More. They're an 11B school. They have won a lot. They have one of the lowest numbers they've had in football, 21 players. They have some eighth graders they've thrown in there, but 21 players, freshman through senior. St. Thomas More, 21 players. Custer, 19 players. Hill City, 18 players. Um, so I say, Dan, give me an overall perspective. Is football participation a concern at quite a few schools? It depends. I mean, I know St. Thomas More's enrollment as a whole was down quite a bit this year, and that's probably a part of it. Um, and I don't know if that was if it was a small class coming through or, or what the scenario was there, but their enrollment as a whole was down quite a bit. But you look at a Custer, you look at you know what's going on in Hill City. This is the Hill City's first year up to nine man, or up from nine man to eleven man. Yeah. Um, Maybe could have scared some kids off with that, or you know, eighteen kids on a on a nine man team, you're you're going to be all right. Eighteen kids on an eleven man team, it's a little bit tougher. So, you know, I I think it's a combination of things, um, um, from from your enrollment to uh, your recent success or lack of success as a program, sort of the buy in that your coaches are are getting at your program, and I'm not saying that uh, about any of these teams. Um, um, I, I think there's a lot of things that go into it beyond just your pure enrollment. Hmm. I, I believe that, too. There is a lot of factors, no doubt. It's interesting that you guys are discussing it. Maybe we'll have more discussion on it. Um, Dan Sortos, Executive Director of the Activities Association in Pier. Dan, always good to talk to you. Thanks for giving us some time. Hey, anytime. I appreciate it. All right. Dan Sortos on tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City, um, Executive Director of the Activities Association. So, this is something they're thinking about, and I think sometimes it just takes a little more examination, a little more discussion, not just one time at a meeting, because I know they talked about the competitive success formula. 
you know, the competitive factor formula. That was talked about at the football advisory committee meeting, the, the board meeting once. People talked about it a long time, and then you know how meetings go. Yeah, we'll get back to that. And sometimes we never get back to it. So we keep on hearing about, well, if we have a couple of good classes, then we're going to have to move up. That, that's a problem. You know what we're not hearing about? All of the rest of the schools that don't have good teams any year. I mean, we're more worried about, well, this team might be good for a couple of years, and then they'll have to move up. No, I'm worried about all these other teams with the smallest numbers we've ever seen because they've lost for the last 10 years. Those are the ones that need to get their football program on another level by getting in the right class, not just based on enrollment. All right, uh, we'll stay on that. It's, it's interesting. The audience right now answering the question of the day, which I ask you right now if you're just tuning into the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, I ask the audience, in addition to enrollment, does South Dakota need a competitive formula factored in for high school football classes? Determining which team should go where. 67% of you say, yes, we need better matchups for teams. 67% want the competitive formula in. 33% say, no, enrollment works fine. Um, Coming right back with Thor Nystrom. He's in tonight, college football analyst for NBC Sports Edge. Let's break down the Huskers in Illinois. Which way are you going to bet that one? Huh? Which way are you going there? We'll get out of Huskers, Illinois, and more next. Your sports, your show. This is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Rapid City in the Black Hills, if you're shopping for a new vehicle before you buy, stop by Gateway, one of our two locations, 123 Omaha or 410 North Campbell. We specialize in credit rebuilder programs. We specialize in finding you the rarest cars in the market. We specialize in the funnest car buying experience. If you have good credit, bad credit, no problem. We specialize in people. Gateway Autoplex with one of the largest inventories in the Black Hills. I'm Scott Anna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Cloudy skies expected tonight with scattered thunderstorms likely. Lows level off around 58. Easterly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 85. Lows dip down to about 57. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. Upper 70s Saturday, low 80s Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 78. Parents and athletes of all ages, there's a game changer in Rapid City. It's Rapid Skills with two regulation basketball volleyball courts, three batting cages, speed and agility turf, a new boxing training area, and over 30,000 square feet of workout space. Have your child take their game to the next level at Rapid Skills, located by the fairgrounds. For upcoming events and camps, visit RapidSkills360.com. Don't let your checking account nickel and dime you with fees. Come on over to Highmark, where you have three different free checking accounts to choose from, all without service fees. You're sure to find a checking account that fits you perfectly. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by any of our branches and find freedom from fees. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. 
Hi, this is David Brunman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. Have you thought about buying your first home or maybe upgrading to a home that you will really love? Real estate is an important investment that you want to get right. I have been in the business of finding the right home for 15 years. To get started, contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. Let's open the door to your new home and say hello to a goodbye with me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Sports Your Show, the Nate Brown Show Live. Thanks for checking in on a Thursday on Fox Sports Rapid City. We're live weekdays 4 to 6, live radio, live on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show, live on YouTube, the Nate Brown Show. You've got us. Coming up, Bob Nightingale, senior Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. Major League Baseball looking at changing something, potentially again, to help the hitters, to help the hitters. How did it work out in the Atlantic League? That's where they're trying out all these new things. The Atlantic League has some data back today on this potential change. How did it go this season? Bob Nightingale on the way, Major League Baseball writer. And a question of the day today. Which team are you rooting harder against in the Major League Baseball playoff run? Who are you rooting harder against? I got three for you. I got three. Astros, Yankees, Dodgers. You got the best team money can buy. You got the best team money can buy. And then you got the garbage canners. (laughs) Who are you rooting harder harder against? Uh, We'll get into that. Hang on. Thor Nystrom's in. How about this? We haven't talked to Thor for a while. It's college football season. we got to get him. NBC Sports Edge. College football analyst. Does a lot of NFL draft work. Really good. Um, Thor Nystrom's in. Find him on Twitter at Thor KU. Thor Nystrom on the Nate Brown Show. Thor, how are you? College football's back, baby. I like it. I love it. Um, I want to start there. Let's start there. Huskers, Illinois. I say this. We get a lot of Husker fans around here, and I said this is a massive opener. And I'm not into hyperbole. I'm not into this is the biggest game ever. Why it is for Scott Frost is you got to win it because it's not like a Michigan or a Michigan State even where it's like a 50-50. You got to win it because a win's going to be like okay, well, I guess we're fine. But a loss is a devastator. How do you uh, analyze it just for the Husker viewpoint going in? 
I, I would say the exact same thing that you're saying. I mean, like, I, you know, the way that I see it is Scott Frost needs to make a bowl game this year. He's going to get fired, especially now that Nebraska's under investigation. And so when you look at that schedule, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a beastly schedule. They, they play Phil Steele's number 10 preseason strength of schedule. You look at that game, you've got to have a pass to six wins to, to, to make that bowl game. Well, the Illinois game is one that you just sort of circle as a win before the season. So you need this game. Uh, if you drop it, it just means one more upset that you're going to have to have later in the season to salvage that bowl season or to make a bowl game. Um, so I, I'm totally with you. I mean, like, you don't want to say like a game in, in late August is a must win, but for Scott Frost's future in Lincoln, Nebraska, it just might be. I believe it's massive. Um, I'm looking at the lines. I'm looking at the lines. I'm seeing Huskers minus seven. I don't know what line you're looking at. How do you break this game down from that side? Yeah, I've seen it. It, it sort of jump in between six and a half and seven, depending on like what what book you're at. Um, it's it's a really interesting game because it's like Nebraska's desperate for the win, obviously, and and Frost, like you can even see it in his demeanor, like he's not saying as much to the media, he's being more you know zipped up and straight laced and, and stuff like that. We don't know how this other stuff you know lingering around the program is affecting that team. Um, and then I also don't know how losing Wandale Robinson is going to hurt them. Um, a lot of guys you know left for the NFL. Wandale just transferred to Kentucky, which I, I didn't think was a great sign for Frost because they filtered a lot of touches to him in that offense. So they're going back to Adrian Martinez, obviously, and then a lot of the skill guys around him are going to be new new faces. Marquis Steps coming in from USC, running back, um, and then Torre uh, on the outside is, is supposed to be the guy that's going to replace Wandale. We'll see. So there's a lot of sort of question marks there. And then Illinois, like, the, the, the team's not great, but it actually sets up decent for what Bielema wants to do because their relative strengths are our backfield offensive line and then uh, a veteran dual threat quarterback and so like they'll at least be able to do the clock control thing i like i'm staying away from this game i, I have two bets on this weekend of the four games between the fbs teams this is not one of them but mm. i definitely would, would lean to illinois if i did place a bet just because i, I don't like that stink coming off of nebraska right now I uh, was wondering about that, Thor, because it's tough for me. I'm looking at that line, six and a half to seven. The Huskers got to win by a touchdown on the road. Uh, pressure's on them. I, I don't love it either. Um, so you told me you got the other FBS games. So give me your edge here. Give me a couple you like. So one of the ones I like is UCLA minus 17 um, hosting Hawaii. UCLA is a team that, that they're one of these few teams last year where their sort of progress went under the radar. Like uh, Chip Kelly is something like 10 and 21 or 10 and 23, something like that over, over his three seasons at UCLA. But last year they went three and four and all four of their losses were super duper close. I, I think the, the, the biggest margin uh, of loss there was by six points. Uh, they lost by a field goal at Oregon and they were hosting you USC and lost by five to them. So the season easily could have gone a different way. I think that we saw sort of the jump up with that team um, in year three of Kelly. It's just that we didn't necessarily see it in the final record. Um, it's it, it certainly in the advanced stats we did. I think that's going to carry over to this season and, and be even, you know, manifest even more because basically that entire team is back. And Chip Kelly also got a bunch of guys in the transfer portal as well to, to plug holes. The offense last year was top 25. I think there's an argument that they could 
even jump up to top 15 this year. And then the defense can't help but be better than what it was last year. And then as far as Hawaii goes, like their defense is awful. It's been awful for a while. It's awful last year. It's going to be awful again. And it's specifically awful against the run, which is, which is really too bad in this matchup for them. Hawaii is a good running team. And UCLA d- did not have the best run defense last year. I, I will grant that. But UCLA, they, in, in five of their seven games, they, it, it was something like they scored 35 or more points in, in five of seven games last year. They're certainly going to hang more than, than 40 on Hawaii. So Hawaii is going to have to score a heck of a lot of points uh, to, to, you know, to, to, to get close. And again, UCLA is going to be a better team than they were last year. Okay, UCLA minus 17. You like it at home for the Bruins. Um, one more. So the other one I like is UTEP minus 10 at uh, New Mexico State. This one's obviously, you know, a little bit more off the, the beaten path. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> UTEP is a team that the previous three years, they were probably inarguably the worst team in, you know, in the entire FBS because I think they only had one. I'm sorry, they had two wins over the previous three years combined. But last year, they showed some real signs of like moving forward. They finished three and five, but they blew out New Mexico State on the road. Or I'm sorry, New Mexico on the road. And then, or UL Monroe, I'm sorry, on the road. And then four of the five losses were pretty dang close. They got blown out by Texas, of course, but they kept the rest of them close. And they had to play all those games on the road as well. So it's sort of a trying season. They have a solid young starting quarterback. I think they have a future star running back, and they might have the Conference USA's best receiving core, second-best receiving core. And then on the other side, New Mexico State, they opted out of the, the fall season last year. They played a couple of spring games. They got their butts kicked by one FCS team, and in the, in the other game, it was it was within one possession. It was a very close game. I, I just think uh, at this point, New Mexico State is more like an FCS team, whereas uh, UTEP might actually be a dark horse-type bowl team. They could actually crash the bowl party this year. So I just think that this is a these are now different classes of teams, whereas the line isn't completely reflecting how far apart they are at this point. Good stuff. Uh, NBC Sports Edge, college football analyst. By the way, you can get 10% off the NBC Sports Edge betting with a promo code. Get this, THOR10. You got that, THOR10. So you, they got a deal rolling right now. Thor Nystrom on, on Fox Sports Rapid City. I never thought we'd get a breakdown on UTEP New Mexico State, but he's the guy. <laughs> he is the guy. Um, and you're not giving us a vote of confidence for the Huskers. That's dicey. A little dicey for the Huskers on the road at Illinois. Uh, quick one here. Pac-12 says today, Thor, we're not going to expand. You know, They had some uh, consultants and they had folks looking at it. They say we're fine right now. We're in a strong position. Good move for the Pac-12 just to stand pat and not uh, talk to some universities about coming in. I, I'm not sure if it is, and, I, and I'm still sort of like watching that situation. You know, it seems like those three conferences sort of buddied up and were like, let's not at least eat each other alive. Let's, you know, let's sort of band together against the SEC. But of course, they left the Big 12 out, you know, just flapping in the air on that. And so what I'm interested in is those other eight Big 12 teams, are are they going to go to another uh, power, you know, are they going to sort of divvy themselves up, you know, amongst the other power four conferences, or are they going to, you know, try to get, you know, for instance, my idea is get the best four 
uh, group of five teams that you possibly can, you know, like SMU, Houston, UCF, you know, maybe you talk to USF, certainly you would talk to BYU, you know, different programs like that, Cincinnati, absolutely. Um, That's at least what I would try to do, but I don't know how this stuff is going to shake out. And the way the Pac-12 is going about this, I don't even really know what their strategy is, again, outside of sort of protecting their flank from the SEC. That's all they've really sort of conveyed publicly that, you know, by by what they're doing here. Yeah, Uh, they say, well, we're strong right now. Well, I I don't know if you could say that, but uh, we'll see. New commissioner in. um, He's been kind of a power broker so far, that new commissioner in the Pac-12. Thor Nystrom's in. Again, 10% off NBC Sports uh, Edge betting. Uh, Thor10 is the promo code. Thor Nystrom. Find him on Twitter at ThorKU. Good to talk to you, man. Thanks for the time. Always good to talk to you, Nate. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thor Nystrom on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City, NBC Sports Edge, college football analyst. He says he's staying away from the Huskers, minus six and a half, six and a half point favorites to seven at Illinois. What say I? What say I? I'm going to make my decision tomorrow. We got Brown's Best tomorrow. Brown's Best? A revival? You know, we're going to make some high school picks. No betting. Hey, take it easy. Easy. No betting on high school. Don't be crazy. I make my high school picks with my guy, Matt Kearney. Matt Kearney's going to make a debut, the high school football expert. Some high school picks tomorrow on the show. Brown's best. Some college picks. And you better believe I will have the Huskers-Illinois game in Brown's best. But, boy, I'm nervous. I am nervous. Into the drive at 5 on a Thursday. Let's get to something here. Let's have some um, discussion. Let's have some discussion. There is a story out today that some players don't like some of the things this NFL coach is doing. Oh, oh, some players don't like some of the things this NFL coach is doing. I'll give you my take next. The Nate Brown Show. At Corey's Point S Tire and Auto Service, we have the highest customer service standards in the business. Why? Because your safety is what matters most to us. But don't take our word for it. Listen to what our customers have to say. I never have to wonder if the repairs or services were done correctly. The best. Number one in customer service. Outstanding customer service. And top-notch vehicle service and repairs. For quality auto service you can trust, choose Corey's Point S Tire and Auto Service. There's no stress with Point S. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Black. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens Central and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. 
Did you get hit with hail and not sure if you have any damage? Sing Contracting can help. Sing Contracting has openings right now to give you a free estimate on your roof, siding, and gutters. No project is too big or too small. They will do them all. Call Sing Contracting right now at 343-ROOF. That's 343-7663 or visit singcontracting.com. My dad takes good care of me, and he'll take good care of you, too. Call Sing for a free estimate for roofing, siding, and gutters. One of the best attributes of a trust is that you get to say how you want things to happen. I think that is one thing we set ourselves apart in, is really getting to know people. We get really involved with, with people as far as what their needs are and what their family is like. In the end, it's all about our clients, our customers. It's about how we can make things best for them. They aren't a number, they're a person. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. At Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet Cadillac, our buyers are working overtime to bring you the largest selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs arriving daily with over 300 to choose from. Need a heavy-duty truck for work? We've got it. Need a fuel-efficient SUV? We've got it. Need a fun vehicle for touring the hills? We've got it. Need a large SUV to haul the kids in gear? We've got that, too. Start your shopping online at RapidChevrolet.com and come by to shop from a great selection of pre-owned vehicles all on one lot. See you soon at Denny Menholt Rapid Chevrolet. Exit 60, Rapid City. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate. The Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. From the biggest national guests to the local sports newsmakers, we'll try and get you covered here from 4 to 6. We're in the drive at 5. Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Stacy and Matt and the crew at Summit, we've been working with them. We take a look at their lot. We try and tell you that's the place for your next pre-owned vehicle. Car buying built around you. They'll get you the right vehicle. No high-pressure sales stuff. What are you looking for? What's the financing you're looking for and needing? Right now, buying vehicles, not easy. They make it easy. SummitAutoGRP.com. Hit that first. SummitAutoGRP.com. Summit Automotive on East Highway 44. Okay. All right. Um, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? This is the time of year where we try and do some over-analysis of the quarterbacks, the rookie quarterbacks, who's going to be who, who's this, the, the new coaches, the new coaches. And so today's version here on the Nate Brown Show of over-analysis and a little bit of a hit piece, a little bit of a hit piece is on your friend, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Um, NFL writer for CBS Sports, Pete Prisco. Normally, I don't hit the media too much, you know, because we're all doofuses, right? All of it. <laughs> all of the media, we're all doofuses. Anyway, so I got to, you know, I'm careful with this. I'm careful with this. Um, let me see. Let me see. I got to uh, tell you. I got to tell you. Pete Prisco, CBS Sports offered some insight on Urban Meyer's first NFL training camp. Okay? 
And the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, didn't look good last week in their second preseason game, and it all looked ugly and this and that. So everybody's overreacting. I don't know how good Jacksonville's going to be. I'm here to tell you. Probably not very good. But we're already trying to set this up. What are we setting up? Oh, Urban Meyer just doesn't know what he's doing. He's not a good coach. That's the problem with Jacksonville is Urban Meyer. They've got problems. They've had problems for a while. Just look. <laughs> just uh, take a look. They've had problems for a while. So I'm not going to be the first here today to say, oh, it's yeah, Urban Meyer just doesn't know what he's doing. He's won over 85% of his games. 187 wins, 32 losses. Yeah, I know Ohio State and Utah. Yeah, it's all easy. It's all e- it's different. I get it. But I think a guy that's won over 85% of his games, the most sought-after college coach you'd ever see after, outside of Nick Saban, I'm going to give him a little bit of a let's wait and see, uh, other than what Pete Prisco said today. Here's Pete Prisco, CBS Sports NFL writer. Jacksonville hasn't gotten off to a good start. That's obvious. Urban clearly does not like losing. I heard he had a rough go of it last week just because he lost the first preseason game. He's got to change a few things. He brought a bunch of college-like things to the program. I've heard some of the players aren't thrilled with that. He brought a bunch of college-like things to the program. I've heard some of the players aren't thrilled with that. Here's the first thing. All of the players on every team aren't thrilled with everything the coach does just kind of like life you know it's kind of how life is we aren't thrilled with everything the boss does the anything anything so you could take any team pete prisco you could take any team and say hey the broncos players um some of the players aren't thrilled with what vic fangio does (laughs) okay or the vikings aren't thrilled with what mike zimmer does some of the players so you're not going to get me with this Here's one of the things specifically that the Jaguar players didn't like. Oh, let me, I'm going to read further here. What did they specifically not like? One of his assistant coaches was on the field during practice with a boom mic telling everybody to hydrate, hustle, and get to the next series of drills. Huh? That's what that, yeah, that's what, what did the players not like? One of his assistants was on the field with a boom mic telling everybody to hydrate, hustle, and get to the next series of drills. He's a work in progress. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that's, that, is, that is something to write home about. That is something. I mean, Urban Meyer, he's got some problems. He's got some problems. By the way, he's got the biggest coaching staff in the NFL, There's a trainer and stretching coach at every position trying to take care of these players and make sure they're good to go. Let's just wait and see. Let's not worry about an episode where an assistant telling players to hydrate, hustle, and get to the next series, and that's the big... It was national headlines today. Urban Meyer, too many college stuff in this program. Folks, let's just take a step back, okay? Urban may have some struggles, This isn't uh, anything that hits the alarm bell. Uh, Let's go to this. Let's go to this. Bob Nightingale's in next. Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. Will Major League Baseball think about a change that they put in the Atlantic League this year? This is a pretty big change when it comes to pitcher and batter. 
Will they do it? How did it work out in the Atlantic League? Bob Nightingale, Major League Baseball writer, USA Today on tap. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Cloudy skies expected tonight with scattered thunderstorms likely. Lows level off around 58. Easterly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 85. Lows dip down to about 57. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. Upper 70s Saturday, low 80s Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 76. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our top priority is providing value to our members. Since 1941, we have helped our neighbors buy homes and vehicles, finance their farms and ranches, insure their assets, and retire comfortably. From Custer to Sioux Falls, we live and work in our communities, and we treat our members like family. Visit bhfcu.com to learn more about how you can join. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by NCUA. Why is Taco John's new valuest menu nothing like other value menus? Because it's the baconiest, steakiest, most deliciousest value menu ever. It's also the chicken bacon guac street tacoiest and the cheesy bacon ranch loaded potato oleiest for only one, two, or three bucks. And now try our new spicy steak and potato griller for three bucks or our smooth cold brew coffee in vanilla or mocha for just two. The new valuest menu is better than the rest. This only at Taco John's. Download our app for exclusive deals. Do you own a Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Jeep, Subaru, or Lexus? Good news. Your vehicle is in high demand and worth more than ever due to the Black Hills having limited inventory. Call or come by Denny Menholtz Toyota in Rapid City today. We buy vehicles outright or take trades, and we want to talk to you. At Denny Menholtz Auto Group, we buy cars. Did you know that vehicles are in high demand? Due to limited inventory, your vehicle has never been worth more. Stop by any of our Rapid City Denny Menholtz dealerships and either sell or trade today. Located off I-90 on East Mall Drive. Drive in today. We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. tonight on a Thursday. How you doing? Hopefully well. The Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're getting in the guy you all read all the time. You should anyway. Major League Baseball writer, USA Today. It is Bob Nightingale in on a Thursday. 
Find his work there, usatoday.com, on Twitter at B Nightingale. And he's here on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Bob, always appreciate your time. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Thanks, Nate. Thank you for coming on. So, uh, Baltimore Orioles on a winning streak, Bob. They they uh, had a long, long losing streak. Now they've won two straight. Um, you know, we're kind of joking around about this, but I'm going to ask you, have you seen a season where we've seen some of these really tough uh, stretches? Diamondbacks, Orioles. Um, the Rockies have been terrible on the road just overall. What's your assessment of what's going on? Yeah, I've never seen a season with this many streaks. You know, we're seeing winning streaks, too, like with the uh, Yankees 11-game winning streak. But, yeah, I think it's the first time ever we had two teams, the Orioles and the uh, Diamondbacks, have uh, you know, two 14-game losing streaks. It's amazing. I, I think, you know, there's such a divide between the haves and have-nots this year, you know, particularly with the uh, – you know, with the salaries, with, with, with teams wanting to win, teams that don't want to win. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of a, an ugly season. You know, we shouldn't want that where, you know, we have, you know, probably about 10, 12 teams, even in contention, we're not even at Liberty yet. I do want to ask you, you say, okay, so here's some really tough teams. How about the most dangerous teams right now? Give me Bob Nightingale's assessment. Right now, late August, a couple of the most dangerous teams you think are playing really well. Well, I think easily the most underrated team nobody talks about is the Milwaukee Brewers. I think you can make the argument they're the best team in baseball. Uh, you know, great starting pitching, one, two, three in the top of the uh, uh, rotation there, and then the great back end with uh, Williams and Hader. Uh, the lineup just does enough. And this is with Christian Yelich really, uh, you know, taking off this year. He struggled. Uh, very dangerous. You know, the White Sox have the back end of that bullpen. And three good starters also, of course, with uh, Lynn and, and Rodone uh, and Giolito. So uh, they're, they're dangerous. Uh, you know, you've got the Dodgers and Giants, of course, uh, you know, out, out west. Uh, you know, everybody knows about the Yankees. And the Rays are, are, are as good as ever. So it should, be, it should be a good playoff race. I don't think there's one big overwhelming favorite. Okay, so I was going to ask you that. If you had to pick one team, um, what about uh, the Astros? Yeah, uh, you're exactly right. I throw them in there too. I think it's a coin flip between right now, uh, who's the best team in the American League? Is it the Astros or is it the White Sox? Uh, I don't want to dismiss the Yankees, but you know we'll see what happens. But Astros are very good, and they were doing this without Alex Bregman, who just came back today and had had a big game. So uh, no, I I think the Astros are very strong, and I'm sure for drama wise, you know the Dream World Series would be a rematch of 17. The uh, Astros and Dodgers, and Dodgers are still, you know, very upset over what happened with the cheating scandal. Bob Nightingale, Major League Baseball writer, USA Today, hitting on some of the top teams. You talked about the White Sox. They kind of—I don't know if we saw this coming or not. What's your assessment of their season and Tony Larusa's job? What should we think? Well, very strong season, and yeah, I mean, Larusa probably should be manager of the year. That's pretty much the same team as uh, they had last year, and. you know, some guys are healthy, like, you know, Rodone is healthy, that sort of thing. But, yeah, just the respected games, that, you know, watching that clubhouse door. Uh, the, the players aren't letting down. They play tough, you know, every day. He's done a fabulous job. I mean, he shows why uh, it was smart for the owner, Jerry Reinsdorf, to bring him back. Uh, you know, there's a reason this guy's in the Hall of Fame. 
Bob Nightingale in. I want to get your read on something that's out today that the Atlantic League, you know, the test league for all these changes potentially, Atlantic League moved the mound back this year, 61 and a half feet. Moved the mound back a foot. Um, some of the data is coming out of there saying, well, what did it really do? And what we're seeing is strikeouts and home runs increased. Strikeouts and home runs increased. Um, is this a possible thing that Major League Baseball would look at moving the mound back? We're trying to figure out how to get more offense in the game. Yeah, I mean, they just experimented. It's just experimental league and said, you know, why not try it? Uh, you know, I think they expected better results than this. I mean, home runs are barely up. I mean, it's a joke that the strikeouts are up, too. It shows you that it's, you know, it's more the training than technique. You know, teaching the guys just to swing up in the air and try to hit home runs. You know, I, I think maybe to change that whole dynamic and get things right would be to ban the shifts or at least limit the shifts. Uh, you know, we saw that two guys on uh, each side of the second base bag, or at least, you know, everybody's got to be in the dirt, something to do this so you can still be rewarded for, for ground balls. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it shows you how bad the baseball is going when, when there's an yeah, increase in strikeouts when you got a, you know, a, when the pitcher's a foot further back. Yeah, and that's interesting. So you say the answer is, hey, in order to get the batting average up, to get the ball in play, the shift is the problem. Yeah, I mean, I think guys are so frustrated with the shift, all they're doing is trying to go for the fences and they're striking out. I mean, even as good as the year as Otani has, I mean, it's alarming how many strikeouts he's had. So it just, you know, all, that's all these guys are doing now. And it's a, uh, you know, not good for the game. I mean, there's guys like, you know, Tony Gwynn and Rod Carew probably would have hit 600 against a shift. But these guys just aren't trained to do that. And, uh, you know, it's got to start in the minor leagues and start getting this thing right. How uh, dicey is this going to be at the end of this season, Bob? We're going to have fun here over the next couple of months. But then uh, people talking about this negotiation with the players and the owners, what are we going to be thinking about in December? Well, there's too much to lose. They know they can't you know, afford a, uh, a work stoppage. I mean, we've got some spring training anyway to the games. So the labor deal doesn't expire till December 1st. Yeah, if they need an extra weekend, another month, you know, so be it. Not that big a deal. Uh, I'd be absolutely shocked if there's, you know, anything, you know, a work stoppage that, you know, delays the start of spring training or something like that. Just the sides know that, you know, they lost, everybody lost a lot of money last year. Clubs lost an average of $100 million each. The players lost two-thirds of their salaries. That's why I don't think there's any way anything can happen. Um, what's the bone of contention? What's going to be the biggest talking point and a work through? Well, uh, the union would like to, you know, more competitive balance. You know, they don't want to see these teams have $40 million payrolls. Uh, they don't want to see a team like the Orioles lose 19 in a row, get outscored by 102 runs. You know, just bad for the game. So they want more teams to be, you know, try to be competitive in this thing. So the uh, MLB has said, well, let's have a floor. Every team's got to spend at least $100 million, which would bring about $100 million, you know, back into the, uh, you know, back into the game or in industry. So, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, I don't think the union will go for that because they don't want a cap. But, you know, teams are treating the luxury tax as a cap. And the only team that's over it is the Dodgers. You know, they got about a $162 million payroll. So that's a problem. And then paying these guys early is a problem, too. It's like you look at a uh, the first baseman for the Mets, Pete Alonzo. He's competing in two home run derbies the last two years at the All-Star game, won at both. 
And he's made more money into the uh, two home run derbies as he has in his you know, three-year career as a player. And that shouldn't happen either. Yeah. Um, a lot of things to discuss. A lot of uh, things to cover. USA Today Major League Baseball writer Bob Nightingale in tonight. Find him on Twitter at BNightingale. Bob, always good. Thanks a lot. My pleasure. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate the time. Bob Nightingale, one of the best in the country. Major League Baseball writer, usatoday.com. Find his work there. Longtime Major League Baseball writer. He's on Twitter, at B Nightingale. Um, covering a lot of things there. And one thing that jumped out to me was today, the, the data coming back from the Atlantic League. They've tried a lot of things there. The automated strike zone, you know, the ball strike system with the AKA robot umps. The three batter minimum, um, the the shift situation, you know, stricter defensive positioning rules. Um, they've they've tried a lot of this stuff, and what they tried this year was moving the mound back a foot. They're trying to say we want the hitters to get a little advantage here. We want the hitters to get a little advantage. Move the mound back a foot. Well, what did that do? And here are the num uh, here here's the numbers from baseball prospectus. They looked at it. Strikeouts went up and home runs just just a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> it did nothing. We, we don't want the strikeout. It, we were fine with the home runs, but it didn't go up hardly what they thought it would. Moving the mound back. I mean, so so again, we're thinking about the big league level, the ball the hitters have changed their approach so drastically the mound goes back a foot and they're still striking out. So Bob Nightingale saying that the biggest issue is the shift and where defensive are, uh, players are positioning themselves and players are just aren't able to hit to space. And so they're just going to try and hit for the, the fences. Okay. As of this week, as of this week, major league baseball is on pace for the lowest batting average since 1968. So the batting average is low again. As of this week, also the second highest frequency of strikeouts in in the history of the game. The second highest frequency of strikeouts this year and the fourth highest rate of home, run, home runs. So it's all or nothing. Home runs, pretty good shape. Strikeouts off the charts. Batting average, the lowest since 1968. So moving the mound back in the Atlantic League, what did it do? Not too much. Not too much, except for tick-off pitchers. I was told the pitchers in the Atlantic League are like, this changes the whole way you pitch, the release point, the whole thing. Like, when the mound goes back, you got to make major adjustments of what you're used to in, in your whole approach of how you pitch. Meaning that movement, the whole thing. They're used to this. I mean, baseball players are used to this, and now you move it back a foot, and, and it throws things off. That's, that's what they said, uh, the pitchers. Okay, I've got a question of the day. We did a double hitter today. Double hitter today. Question of the day. I want to discuss this with you. My answer to this question is very, very hard for me to find out, but I'm going to throw out the question. You heard Bob Nightingale say, who are the contenders? He was throwing in quite a few teams. He said, hey, Astros, White Sox, Dodgers, Giants. Um, he said, you know, keep an eye on the Yankees. Well, there are some hated teams out there. 
I wanted to know, Fox Sports Rapid City, who would be the team you're rooting against the hardest? One thing we need in baseball, for a lot of fans to be engaged with games, if your teams are out of it, if your team's out of it, you need a team to root against, at least if you're like me. So I'm looking at it. Who am I rooting against the hardest? Dodgers, Yankees, or the Astros from their past incident? Who would you be rooting harder against? As Those teams look like they're in good shape. They're postseason teams, more than likely, okay? Who are you rooting against the hardest? You tell me. Dodgers, Yankees, Astros. Poll results on the way and my answer coming up. The Nate Brown Show. Hi, folks. Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company, with a reminder. We're having our 23rd annual Classic Collector Car Auction at Cool Deadwood Nights, August 26th, 27th, and 28th. Three big days we'll be auctioning off classic collectibles and memorabilia, over 200 of the area's finest cars. The auction will take place at the Deadwood Mountain Grand Event Center. Come and join us for all the fun and excitement of the Classic Car Auction at Cool Deadwood Nights, Deadwood, South Dakota. For more information, check us out on Facebook or visit McPhersonAuction.com. So... Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years, and you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. You've received a call or text message indicating there's a problem with your cell phone, your taxes, your Medicare benefits, or your utilities. And the only way to get it cleared up is to either put funds on a gift card or send cash. All of these are scams designed to obtain your hard-earned funds. Contact the Attorney General's Consumer Protection Division at 1-800-300-1986. Another red flag is the call or text comes in after work hours or on the weekend. Don't become a victim. Let Consumer Protection do some checking for you before you send any funds. If you have a Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Volvo, or any other high-end import, you might think you have to take your car to Denver or further for service. Hi, this is Martin from Al's DNI Repair. Don't plan your life around taking your car for service in a town 400 miles away. Bring it to Al's DNI Repair. Our technicians are trained to work on those complicated cars, and we also have the tools and equipment so they have everything they need to make sure your car is working perfectly. Call Al's DNI to set up your appointment at 348-1447. Hello. Welcome, class of 1994. 25 years ago, an insidious and repugnant mistake was made. Phil Merkel was voted class brain. What? What? In driving by Phil's home tonight, I made a gruesome discovery. Phil did not use Renewal by Anderson for his replacement windows. I don't see the big deal. Oh, really? Everyone knows when you need replacement windows, you need Renewal by Anderson because they only do windows. They're experts, no subcontractors. I didn't know that. Shut up, Mr. Class Brain. And Renewal by Anderson uses Fibrex windows, keeping your home warm in winter, cool in summer. Really, though, I had no idea. 
Craig Guzinski knew. He used Renewal by Anderson, which proves that Class Brain should have been awarded to Craig Guzinski. Wait, but you're Craig Guzinski. Yes, I am, and I gratefully accept this award. Thank you. For a perfect fit, call Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota, 605-593-5991. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales, Service, and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. Hope you've had a solid day on a Thursday, finishing strong on... South Dakota Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show. Thanks for checking in on Fox Sports Rapid City. We're live, and the podcast always available for you if you miss any guests. Uh, tomorrow we have John Clayton checking in, NFL insider, the professor on the way. We'll break down the weekend of high school football with both coaches trying to track down Michael Scott at Stevens and Neil Cruz, head coach at Central. Of course, we'll have those games tomorrow. It's Stevens against Brandon Valley. Tough opener for the Raiders. Where are they going to stack up against number two, Brandon Valley? That's tomorrow on Fox Sports Rapid City with Jerome Wickersham, Dean Gurr with the call. Then Saturday afternoon, Rapid City Central hosting Sioux Falls Lincoln. An interesting matchup to me. What are the Cobblers going to look like? A little new look offense. What I'm hearing, so we'll see. A busy weekend of football. We'll get you covered on the Nate Brown Show tomorrow on a Friday. First, hey, let's get to this. Let's have some fun with this. I really want to know. I want to get the pulse of who are we rooting against? Who are we rooting against in Major League Baseball's postseason race? I've got three teams that are going to be postseason teams. And there are all sorts of factors that people, you know, throw in here. Hey, I don't like this team. I don't like that team because of this. I think I've picked out the three teams that people can root against the most. I think I've picked out the three teams that people can root against the most. You tell me if I'm off. I mean, you can say, well, maybe it's good. I'm going to root against the White Sox because I'm a Twins fan, so I don't want to see the White Sox do anything. I'm not rooting against the White Sox. I don't know. I'm a Cubs fan, never really had a – you know, hatred towards the White Sox or anything, American League, National League, until we started this interleague stuff. So I'm not going there. The three teams I pull out today as Major League Baseball ends uh, August here, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros. I think you would go those three teams as teams you're rooting against. The general public, you have some reasons to root against. Yankees have won a lot. It's the Yankees. Love-hate relationship. I love them. I hate them. The evil empire. Can I call them the the Yankees? The Dodgers just spending money hand over fist, just spending money and and saying, okay, hey, we're going to spend. We're going to win. We have some homegrown talent. Yeah, we're fine. But the Dodgers have been there year after year as of late. And then you know the Astros winning the World Series, having the investigation. Um, That whole... Um, blowback, very significant. So I wanted to see where are people at? Where are people at? I wanted to really see here. Who are you rooting against the most? Votes are in today. 48% of the audience today, here on the program today, just the last hour and 45 minutes, 48% going who? Astros. Astros. 35% rooting against the Yankees the hardest. 
just 17% rooting against the Dodgers. Um, let's take a call. Thanks for getting in. You're live on Fox Sports Rapid City, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How you doing today, buddy? What's up, man? I'm good. Hey, not not too much. Um, I I agree with everybody, by the way. Um, the you Astros, do? Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, the Yankees are mostly homegrown. Like, I, I, res- I know they spend a lot of money, but they do have a good farm system. And the Dodgers, yeah, they're good, but they stunk for a long time and they never won anything. But the Astros, like, as long as that four foot two, whatever his face is, <laughs> oh, is playing no. there. You're not over like, it? You're not over no, it? No, like, I do feel bad for the Astros players who weren't there when it happened, but okay. the fact that there are still people there that were in it, like, yeah, until they're gone. <laughs> Sorry, Astros, but yeah, you're done. I got you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think um, I think that's overwhelming still. People just hate that um, situation with the Astros and the garbage can and the signaling, and they they downplay. They won a World Series by doing that. I've looked in, you know, over the last year, I've kind of taken a step back and said, well, they did that. And then as you look into Major League Baseball and some of these teams and some of these things, there's people who have said, well, there was this maybe happening here and that maybe happening there. And so I go, I'm not downplaying it. I hate it. I don't like it at all. But then I say, were they the only ones? Remember, Mr. Cora and the Red Sox and the Red Sox replay guy got in a little bit of trouble and just kind of got swept under the rug. And so there was just maybe some more smoke in other places. So it's given me a little bit of pause for the Astros because now, by the way, they're playing in 2021 and winning without the garbage can, so to speak. I don't want them to show everybody. I don't, but it just gives me a little take on maybe I was overzealous in totally blaming the garbage can banging on them winning that title. Did it have something to do with it? Well, it sure seemed to be. Sure, It didn't hurt. Let me say that. It didn't hurt, but they're good again. But a lot of people can't get over that scenario that the Astros did it, so you're still rooting against the Astros. Let me tell you, though, who is it? Who is it? Who am I rooting the hardest against? It's really not the Dodgers. I don't love them. L.A., prime time. Yeah, L.A., okay, Dodgers. Do I want them to win? I, I don't. Do I have a passionate um, dislike of them? I, I really don't. Yankees really used to dislike them a lot. They picked on the Twins. They picked on everybody. Oh, they just bought every, They bought so many players um, over the years. The Yankees just being the evil empire. It's a team you don't want to see win again and again. But let me tell you what. why I root against the Astros the hardest this year. I know I, I don't like the garbage can thing. I hate it. And the Astros just aren't interesting. And so it's one of those things. I do want some intrigue. I want some brand. I want some power, some good markets. Do you want to watch the Yankees and Dodgers? Or do you want to watch the Astros and Phillies? No. <laughs> I mean, that I just answered that question. Really? So I'm rooting against the Astros. I don't want to see them win. By the way, I'm rooting against all three of those teams. I'm rooting against all three of those teams. Um, Lister text coming in on the Astros. Everyone, everyone does cheat, but it was so stinking obvious, like a slap in the face. Yeah, and it, and uh, it it was over the top. It was over the top. I'm I'm not as hard on them as I as I was, like saying 
this was just outrageous and totally crazy. And, and I mean, it, it was, but you know what I'm saying, the, the background with maybe some other things happening too. Um, and now that they're winning, I don't want to see the Astros win. I just don't want to go through that. Oh, now we won anyway. No, I don't want to go through that. Oh, see, we can win anyway. Yeah, the garbage can thing, it is what it is. But we can win anyway. And they're just not interesting. Just not interesting. I never thought I'd be sitting here rooting for the Yankees. The Yankees over the Astros? But I would be that guy. I would be that guy. Who am I rooting for? That's really Major League Baseball's problem. I need teams to root against because my Cubs are out just like many of your teams are out. Twins have been long gone. I mean, we all have our favorite teams, but it's really not one of those things you can get into and say, oh, I'm really going to root for this team. Um, I really want to root against the Astros, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. How about that? Coming right back with who's hot and who's not. I've got something for you. The NFL just released what their ticket sales look like heading into the opener on September 12th. What do the ticket sales look like for all NFL teams? Is it in my who's hot or who's not? That's on the way. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Foggy skies expected tonight with scattered thunderstorms likely. Lows level off around 58. Easterly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 85. Lows dip down to about 57. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies. Upper 70s Saturday, low 80s Sunday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 76. Hi, it's Nate Brown with some big-time news as sports betting launches in Deadwood next month. Fox Sports Rapid City is proud to announce our exclusive partners for every game and every bet is Tin Lizzie and Cadillac Jacks. We want our listeners to get the most out of their sports betting experience. And Tin Lizzie and Cadillac Jacks have now signed a deal to partner with BetMGM. Sports betting is coming to Deadwood. And the official sports betting partners of Fox Sports Rapid City are Tin Lizzie, Cadillac Jacks, and now BetMGM. Here at Pizza Ranch, we love the unique ways other countries compliment their chefs. In France, they say magnifique. In Italy, delizioso. And in many parts of the world, it's a compliment to belch. Don't try that at home, kids. But at Pizza Ranch, we keep hearing the same thing over and over again when guests bite into our pizza. Mmm, mmm. Our famous chicken. Mmm, mmm. And all the favorites on our buffet. Mmm, mmm. We're beginning to think you're all trying to tell us something. We'll take that as a compliment. Pizza Ranch. Mmm. 
Here's some free financial advice from Pro Auto Care. Regular service and preventative vehicle maintenance always pays off big time. With regular Pro Auto Care service and maintenance, you'll extend the lifespan of your vehicle. And that means more miles and more years of use from your vehicle investment. That's just good economy. It's simple financial advice. You take care of your vehicle, and your vehicle takes care of you for a longer time. From oil changes to brakes, tires, and major repairs, see Tom at Pro Auto Care. Open as usual at 1891 Rand Road, Rapid City. Farmers and ranchers with up to 24% lower shop rates than most local dealers. Adams ISC in Rapid City is your single go-to source for ag equipment inspection, service, and repair, including air conditioning. With over 20 years' experience, Adams ISC Ag Tech Gary Christensen will have your ag equipment repaired and serviced to your satisfaction, either in our shop or at your location with our fully equipped field service truck on Deadwood Avenue in Rapid City or at 605-343-9393. Contact Adams ISC. Broadcasting from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and side-by-sides. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show. It is who's hot and who's not. Some good info you need. Some info you need tonight. Who's hot and who's not brought to you every night by the Pizza Ranch, our favorite buffet that we hit. Especially Wednesday as well. Family night, or kids night, I should say. But it's great for families. Kids night, one child, 12 and under each free. For every regular priced adult, Wednesdays, the Pizza Ranch Buffet. You hit that last night, I hope so. Well, how about it for lunch tomorrow? Buffets open 11 to 8 daily. You can order online as well, pizzaranch.com. Two locations, carry out or delivery, Pizza Ranch. They support the community and a great partner on Fox Sports Rapid City. Great, great place, the Pizza Ranch. Um, who's hot and who's not? Let me start with who's hot, as we always do. Who's hot? I'm going to throw this one your way. The NFL uh, teams just released their season ticket sales and the numbers. So everybody's kind of, hey, how's this going to look? Fans weren't there last year at a lot of these places. You know, what what the heck is going to go on? People of the COVID mess, and are they going to go to the games? Are they not going to go to the games? The NFL teams just released it. Season ticket renewal is at 92%. 92%. How are the Bengals doing? How are the Jaguars? Anyway, uh, but... Uh, overall, it's the league that the teams released it today. Season ticket renewal rate, 92%. That is a five-year high. That is a five-year high. People ready uh, to go to NFL games. Just a little note for you. Um, in our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I'm going to say the Big 12 Conference needs to uh, get a little way, uh, uh, wake up here a little bit. Just a little bit. Pac-12 announced today. They're going to stand pat. So Pac-12 announced, at least right now, their new commissioner says, we're fine with the teams we have. We're strong. I I don't know about that, but Pac-12 says we're good. We're going to be in this alliance with the ACC, the Big Ten. So so we're good in the Pac-12. The Big 12 is not good. It's not the Big 12. It's the Big 8. You need uh, four more teams, and we can serve them up on a platter. I'm going to put the Big 12 in my who's not category. It's kind of like, What are you guys waiting for? What are you waiting for here? Here's the teams. The teams are ready. This is well known. It's an easy play. Are you ready? Big 12. 
you go and get Cincinnati, UCF. So you get Cincinnati and UCF, power football programs, good programs, good markets for the most part, pretty good markets. You're talking Cincy, UCF, and then you go and get BYU. They're independent. Tell them, hey, this is the place, BYU and Boise State. That's it. I solved it for you on the Nate Brown Show tonight. It's really easy. The Big 12's going, yeah, what are we going to do? Are we going to are we going to lose Kansas State or, or are we going to are we going to lose Texas Tech? Who who are we going to add BYU and Boise State on one side, add Cincinnati and UCF. You're back to the Big 12. Not bad. Not bad at all. Tomorrow we're back on the Nate Brown show at 4. Friday show just packed, ready to go. Some high school football previews. I'm going to get into that. Stevens at home, Central at home. We're going to get into it with their coaches and get a preview of the Cobblers and the Raiders. John Clayton, NFL insider, the professor, drops by as well. A lot to cover tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show on a Friday. I always appreciate you listening. Remember, tonight, the podcast will be up. If you missed parts of the show today, some great guests across the board, some interesting conversation. The Nate Brown Show podcast, where you get your podcast. Right now, we'll send you to the Odd Couple on the way. Thanks for listening. See ya.